Eden Tekle is a stylist of over 20 years and a DC salon owner of four, of four years now. We're going today. We're going to hear all about her salon, how she became a salon owner, and what challenges and successes she's had along the way. Welcome back to Hairdresser Strong Show, and I am your host Robert Hughes. And today I'm with Eden Tekle. Eden, how are you today? Hey, Robert, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, yeah, so uh, everybody, I met Eden at our last uh, hairdresser brunch, and uh, we got to talking about various topics, and uh, we decided to do this show together. So thank you so much for coming on uh, and telling us about yourself. Thanks for having me. All right, so why don't we start off with like, uh, you know, you've been doing hair for over 20 years and you own a salon in DC four years. How did you get to the point where you became a salon a salon owner? Why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey? Um, so the first time when I walked into a salon to become a stylist after I graduated school, um, I met with the owner. And as soon as I looked at her, I was like, I want to be like that because she had the passion, the love and the care for the customer. She was able to do everything as a one person, but she was still perfect, you know, close to perfect in everything she does. So I was like, I want to be that person. And I always had a passion um, opening a salon. I love the just how you love it and how you make people feel good. So my, um, when it comes to any job, my core value is love what you do and love where you do it. And because of that, I want to create a platform uh, where people love what they do and where they do it. And I didn't know it was that hard, but I realized my passion was a lot bigger than the problem I was facing. So that helped me. And then, of course, the amazing mentors that I had. And I ask every question and never act like I knew it all. Every time a struggle come up, I would just call one of my mentors and say, hey, what do I do about this thing? So I think that helped me to move forward in whatever challenge that comes because people love to help you if you're willing to humble them and just ask them any question. And it's still growing. It's just like how when you do here, you're learning every day. Um, being a salon owner is the same thing, that you don't arrive. You just have to have a passion. Um, and I, I love it. And every time I feel like I arrive, something new come up and I'm learning again. And I think they're willing to learn the love and the passion is the only key can drive you to opening the salon because it's not an easy journey, but it's a beautiful if you love it. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, when did, so you started, tell us a little bit about how you got started in the hair. Did you uh, go to school or learn on the job? Tell us a little bit about that. Um, so I went to hair school as soon as I graduate um, high school. I graduated a year early. Uh, from high school. So when I went to hair school, it was the first hair school in my country, actually. I'm from East Africa. And I was excited. And uh, how I loved, how I knew what I wanted to do was when my mom dropped me to the salon for the first time, I didn't want to leave. I love the energy. I love the people. Uh, my stylist was a, a male. I just watched him. Um, people, when they come in one way and they come out different way, I was like, this is amazing. And I was just fascinated about the things they do, the conversation, and just everything. Um, so when I went to her school, my dad wasn't happy about it. He said, you don't need to go to school to wash people's hair. I was like, dad, it's not just washing people's hair. <laughs> he was refused. He was very upset because I was very good in school. But my mom was like, if that's what you want to do, go for it. 
So I went to her school and my teacher was a very strong woman. She was a stylist in a lot of in Africa for the kings and queens. So her structure was very strong and not a lot of people survived the first year. And just she was really terrifying, but was extremely uh, smart and know how to teach hair. So that's when I learned you are not just the hairstylist, is what she said. You are the most important person in the world. And people will not look beautiful if it wasn't for a hairstylist. I love that. You are not just a hairstylist. So that kind of resonated with me because being good in school and you hearing that you go to hair school, what's your career? Uh, So that really helped me to understand uh, the impact we have in people's life. And after hair school and I left my country, of course, I came to the state. When I came to the state, of course, I went into it. A hair school and since I had the, the, my license they gave me credit but I ended up taking um, the school pretty much full-time because I wanted to learn the laws the rules and the chemistry behind it and what is the culture here also I've never like you can see I'm used to my kind of hair I've never touched straight hair never seen people with the straight hair so I was willing to learn and that really helped me and after that I went into a salon I asked for a job I told them whatever opening you have I'm willing to take and they were like, well, we, you can be a cleaning lady. You can just sweep the floor. I was like, fine. And just being there just really ignited me. And I was watching everybody. I was looking. They had over 25 stylists. I was just fascinated how everybody was so different. And it's just, it was beautiful. So I stayed there. Um, so now as I got my license, maybe about four months after that, the manager was like, okay, you up for training? I said, Sure. And during the training, within two months, she said, well, not even two months, about a month, she said, you are extremely talented for me to keep you to train. She was like, I'm just going to push you more. So he literally threw me to the floor. One thing I did was for almost two years before I do anything, I confirm with any stylist that was around me. So I never shy away from asking questions. I was like, hey, this is what I'm thinking about doing. What do you think? They're like, yeah, that sounds great. Or they'd be like, oh, don't do that. That's a mess. So that really helped me. Um, on the top of that, I didn't speak well English, so I learned English here. Um, so that has, um, I just wanted to make sure I will bring stylists. Hey, since I don't have, you know, the really proper language to communicate, can you help me communicate with this with that client? And they would jump in. Oh, yeah, this is what she's saying. You're correct. This is what you understood. So asking that question all the time was my, you know, uh, biggest um Lesson I have learned and never acted like, even now, never acted. I still ask my stylist, my teammates um, about those questions. And just, I like to confirm and to make sure because I don't want to try to, you know, fix what I messed up if just because I didn't ask a question. So, and then after that, I knew I wanted to be um, salon owner. So, but 10 years ago, I was like, oh, let me be hairstylist. And of course, I was in a relationship. I got pregnant. I was like, oh, this is not going to work. So I waited until my kids were in the school. I had two daughters. I have two daughters. I waited until they both went to school. And when they went to school, I was like, okay, let's just start this. So I read books, manager books. I really watched every manager that came into the salon. I learned from some what to do, from some what not to do based on my experience with them and my experience. Uh, all my teammates that had experience with the managers. So I was taking a lot all the time and I asked questions and I knew about the, you know, the inventory in the salon because I was really wanted to learn about it. And that helped me. So when I was trying to open the salon, I knew exactly what I wanted it, what kind of culture I want in the salon, what I want it to be, what kind of team, 
all of that I learned while I was a stylist. And one thing I did was as a stylist for the first year, for the first six years, I never called out not one day. And that helped me gain um, trust with my customers. And the one time I got sick, I was getting a call from my clients because they were like, she's never done this. She must be really sick. But it was just a food poison. So but that helped me and that gave me a good relationship with the managers, with the front desk. I understood the burden everybody carries. So it made it really easy for me to, you know, to do my job. And it's really easier, actually, if you really understand everybody's role and your platform. Um, and after that, when I start looking for a place, I was like, I want to look at a place where there's not a hair salon nearby, of course. And also, I want it to be an area where it's not only residential or um, a work environment. So when I moved to H Street, when I drive by H Street, I'm like, this is the area I wanted to be in. And um, the leasing process wasn't really easy. There's so many things I learned, licensing. And um, the one thing I did was I hire professionals in everything. I hire an accountant. Before I pay myself, I was paying my accountant. I had an attorney to help me with the lease to make sure, you know, my lease is really well and I can go, you know, long-term without worrying about it. I hired a broker who knew what it is to look for, what I was right. So it really um, helped me to pay those people and with understanding why I'm paying them for. That took a lot of burden off of my shoulder. So I knew what I cannot kind of corner off. The only person I can afford not to pay was me. Everybody else I understood what happened. <clears throat> That was one of the biggest thing I learned. And of course, mentors, like I always ask any hairstylist or salon owners who've done it or people who've done this, open a salon and just close it and went back to working because they couldn't do it. I asked them why, what is it? And they all told me like, it's just the passion was not as big as what they wanted. So I understood that. And I ask a question every step I do, I ask people. Um, and my mentor, soon as I uh, sign a lease, um, I asked about, okay, what is the experience with the, co- with the contractors? That was the biggest challenge for me was I was able to get a good designer who had a good um, engineer that helps. So I didn't have any problem with permitting or anything because I really found a perfect person um, to con- who can do like the uh, blueprint because I had to do everything from scratch. And including like the build out, I had to fire my um, my contractor. That was like, you know, the moment I wanted to quit. I'm like, this is it. I'm done. And I realized I'm like, OK, if I can't push forward this, it's just I'm like, if somebody did it, that means it can be done. So I went back to my mentor. I was like, this is where I am. She was like, oh, you're almost done. This is nothing. You can push forward. So she connected me with a um, contractor and move forward. When I open it, you thinking this is it. And here comes the biggest challenge. I'm like, the place is open. Here I am breaking. And I was like, okay, now how do I find my team and work <laughs> that I wanted? And of course, as any uh, salon owners, you hire everybody who comes in. You know, I wasn't ready to be a leader as much as I thought I was. So I started reading books. I started taking classes. That helped me to realize, oh, how do you find your real team? What are your values? How do you value them? And I'm still reading a lot of books um, about leadership and teammates. So, um, so that helped me a lot. I'm still learning. And after we open, and then here comes the pandemic. I was like, oh, great. Right into it. Um, 
And then I decided, I was like, no, I'm really tired. I'm burned out. And this moment, I can take this three months. But thing I didn't know that was only two weeks. I can take it, just rest and restart and refresh. And, you know, I go back, look what, how far I came and what I need to go. Or I can just sit back and cry about what I'm not making. Um, so I realized, I'm like, you know, let's just go home and just sleep. I took a rest. I read a book during the pandemic. And I really, I think that's the moment I knew exactly what kind of team I wanted. And I had to prepare myself for the team that I was looking for. And I have to teach myself, take classes and everything that I need to do to prepare before I let somebody. And this is what I want. Um, so that helped me a lot. And I'm still learning. I'm still growing. And I don't think that's going to end. Um, but the challenge, the biggest challenge is um, not preparing myself for the team that I was looking for. That literally almost gone. <clears throat> That's uh this is this is so good. So I want to just kind of go back and uh kind of um kind of restate some like summarize some things and make sure that I got some main made the the main takeaways and I want you to correct me where I where I'm wrong. So you you decide to go to hair school. Um it sounds like did you say you went to school twice like once and back home and also once here? Yeah. Okay. So you went to school. Uh, how long were you doing hair before you came to the States? Uh, about four years. Okay. So you're doing hair for about four years and then you come to the States and you decide to go back to school and, uh, which is pretty awesome that you were willing to go back to school. Um, I feel like a lot of people would try to figure out how to, how to skip that part. So <clears throat> it sounds like you're really into learning and educating yourself and taking information in and willing to, um, willing to start over where necessary, uh, or, you know, which is, I love that. Uh, okay. So then you come here and then you, you go to school, you get a license and you're doing hair for, for how long, um, before you decide you're gonna, you want you're ready to open up a salon. About 11 years. Okay. So you're doing hair for, for around 11 years or so in here in the States. And during that time, you are learning the industry uh, inside out. You're, you're taking on uh, various roles in management and um, you're, you go through the assisting and the training process. So you're kind of like working all these different uh, roles that are in the salon. So you kind of learn the operations side before you open up your own salon. And even at that point, you're asking, you're hiring professionals to do the things that you're not an expert at include from design to, uh, or, uh, from, from construction to licensing, to accounting, to legal. <clears throat> you also mentioned a mentor. When did you find your mentor? Um, my mentor is the people who always, like I learned from, they were stylists who left where I used to work, open the salon. And what my number one mentor is actually, uh, I only worked with her for one year and I loved because she got, had a co-owner really well, manager. When she went on maternity leave, we all left and she knew that was going to happen. Um, but I stayed in contact with her. She knew, um, but I didn't go back there because the other, um, salon owner was there and that's one of the things also I learned like if I'm on an opening with another person I had to make sure that person has the same passion the same goal the same understanding and love for you know the team and every 
part of the business. Um, so because I loved work there, but she understood how passionate I was about the job. She always told me, if you want to come back here, you know, the floor is yours. Uh, but when I first start, literally like I need to look for a place, she's the first person I called. Gotcha. And Okay. Okay. She was like, where you are, let me know where you are and I can help you. So she needs to, she has to let, she, the one thing I love about her is she asks a question before she can give you the answer. What have you done? Where are you going? What did you try? Did you read anything? Did you ask anybody? What make you think this is wrong? Why did you come to me? Cause she wants to know I do more research before I can assume that I need help. Yeah. No, now, like every for the first two years, every meeting I have with my teammates, I will have a meeting with her. And I say, hey, this is what I'm thinking about saying to my team. She will tell me sometimes, are you out of your mind? <laughs> sometimes she was like, don't ever say that. So, but I have something to go to her. I'm not just saying, hey, tell me what to say is not what I'm saying. I'm already going like, hey, this is what I have planned to discuss with my team. And this is what I was expecting what do you think of those things? She was like, no, 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 no. You don't do that. Like, where did you, what? So I love her honesty and she's not afraid to tell me the truth, but I make sure she always watch. I do what she told me to do after I ask a question. So if I don't apply it, she don't tell me anything. She's like, last time you asked me, you never applied what I gave you. So why are you here now? So I had to make sure what I learned from her, what I agree from her. And she doesn't tell me do this. She say, hey, this is what I will do. And what model do you want it for you? This is my model. How can you make it yours? And then I will just tell her how I make it mine. And she's like, okay, that will work. Nice. I needed to come back. So uh, she loved me asking her all the time. And uh, <clears throat> I was like, you can never know it all. And it, she's my go-to. Even now, everything I do, I run it by her if I'm not sure. Nice. So you have your, uh, I feel like a mentor, finding a mentor is something that comes up with a lot of stylists. And so so just be will being willing to ask somebody and continuously go back to that person and asking them for help you can find yourself a mentor uh and then so during the whole process of opening the salon you are talking to this person you're talking to your your professional team of people that you hired and and then uh, you open the salon and you kind of run into the challenge of hiring and who's your team and you know what 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 type of uh well you said you knew what type of environment you wanted to make but you hadn't really thought about the team side of stuff and it was really the the break uh during covid is when you were able to like come around and be prepared to come out with this you know this new plan so did that new plan um have you letting some people go that were working with you at the time because sometimes you can have people that not a good fit not for you, but you're not a good fit for them. It's always both ways. It's never one way. So the, you need to send them to the place where they can really flourish and you know grow. And as for some of them, I didn't have what it takes to help them grow. I was very you know early on the system, everything, the teaching, leading. Some of them needed a lot more than I had or I knew. So I was able to let them go. Hey, this is has nothing to do with you. And then very being very honest. 
And I was very honest with them. I always take, you know, advice from them. But yeah, you I ha- you have to let them go because you can really. I do, one thing I don't want is I don't want people to hate their passion because of the place they were in. And I noticed some of them were not flourishing as they should. So I had to let them go to find a place. And I recommend places to go for them. I made a call, say, hey, I have this person who's amazing, but not for me. Um, so they were able to do better. Chris Sam wasn't really happy. And um, and I, I understood. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, sometimes it's just, you have to be really honest in order for you to grow and for other people to grow. Yeah, that's good. So good. So so you come back and you have to let some people go and then you start rebuilding your team. And, uh, and now you feel like, uh, you feel like what you feel like you're, you're there. Are you still hiring for that team, those team members, uh, where are you at now? Um, yeah, I'm still hiring for team members. We're still growing. Even the team we have, we're still growing. And, um i biggest thing i do is i have to make sure they really love what they do and where they do it and whatever it takes to make that environment um available and lovable and then for them to grow is my my job and i have to make sure i do my job as they expect you know for them to do the job i don't think if you give somebody a lot of the things that makes it easy for them to flourish it's hard if you plant the water i mean if you water the plant and you give it the proper soil it's just gonna grow there's no way unless you know it's not meant to be in the place if you have a you know i can't grow you know um any kind of like a desert uh plant into dc area it's the same thing if they're in the wrong place you can put everything that might not work so understanding that knowing that and you know we just we have to do with the love and care uh, because there are the people who can be a leader someday you might gonna want to they hope and so I, you really don't matter what journey they took. Doesn't matter where the character is. You really have to treat them like they're good and everything they do, but not at the place. Gotcha. All right, cool. Well, this is, this is good. Um, would you say that, um, you know, for anybody listening to your story, uh, I feel like they've just gotten a lot of ideas. Like if someone's here is listening or watching that wants to open up a salon and um, they're hearing how you spend all this time preparing, learning the different different aspects of the of of the of the salon. You know, you worked and lived the different roles so you could really know what you were getting into. And um what uh, type of advice would you, oh, I guess one question that well, I feel like we don't talk about enough is, um, you know, when it comes to thinking about like your plan and who you have to work for, what about like the financial side? Like, was it a pretty heavy lift financially to open up the salon, hiring all those people and uh, getting, getting the, getting it open on day one? You know, how long did it take you to save up for that? And or were you able to do it at a pretty low cost? Um, for me, it wasn't more like how much it will cost. Was it expensive or not expensive? It was it high. It depends on what you have, where you're going for, how big and how small it is the area. I think it's studying where you want to be, what's the cost of the rent, and how well prepared I am. And uh, honestly, I had business consultant to ask him, hey, I wanted to open this alone. This is my vision. And based on my vision, what do I need? Where do I go? 
and you have an accountant as well. And I asked my accountant, hey, this is what I'm looking for. And this is the budget. And is it possible? So one thing they do is they, you know, refer you to resources. There's a lot of resources you can use. What are the uh, um, loan to take and what banks work well for you? Some of them takes longer. For me, I was, uh, you know, unfortunately, I was very lucky and have uh, a family member who was willing to invest. Um, after investor um, literally backed on on the week we were supposed to start construction, the investor said, I want 45%, even though we agreed to do 10%. So pretty much that, if I didn't understand math and all the stuff, they're almost going back to working for somebody. And you were doing everything. It's more than being a hairstylist. You work hard and you just don't get it. So I had to make a decision. I was like, no. And at that point, I already agreed to for my lease. I was responsible, not the company, my company. I was responsible for three years rent. That All of that I understood because I had an attorney who knew what it was. Hey, this is how they do it. They have to secure you're going to be opening. And if you don't have any accountability, you're not going to push forward. So understanding what you're signing up, understanding what is, you know, the consequences, how understanding how much can I push myself? What of my backup? And I was, I'm a single mom of two. So when you have a children, I can't, you know, but you ha- you can't fear at the same time. You have to, you know, your passion has to be bigger than the fear that you can face. Um, but I was six months behind starting construction and I was six months, almost eight months late from my opening date Mm. and those eight months was the hardest time and it was I couldn't quit because I had signed up for three years please that I was responsible and some sometimes those things can be scary but it holds you accountable and makes you push forward and also mentor comes up right there you ask mentor hey this is where I'm going through what do I do they were like oh mine was worse than that you are in a good shape. Do this. Push forward. This is what you need to do. So they will help you. That's why having everybody that you need, your professional advisors, mentor who've done this industry is the key because some of them, they can give you like from business perspective, but unless you were a hairstylist, they don't know the struggle, the day to day. And then we're not sitting in the office. We, we on our feet and the top of, you know, the, I realized I was never mentally tired until I become a salon owner because my physical body was, you know, I, I was expecting it. So having the right people, understanding and knowing what you get into, but with no fear, you can't fear because it, it can sound very scary. And then having those things in line and just knowing it could be done. You can do it. I have, I grew up in Africa. I don't know the system. I was learning as I go, which is very difficult if I can do it, I don't think it's, but you just have to willing to put the homework on. I was full-time mom, full-time employee, full-time investing on building my business for almost 18 months. And if I would not want it would take 18 months, I probably would have waited a little longer because of fear. But um, the good thing, some of the things that you don't know, you, you get there and you realize, oh, I didn't know how to do this. Really help you to push forward. But mentor, professionals, it's really good. Don't ask friend unless they are your mentor or they are professionals. You really, really need the professional and you have to trust what they say and apply exactly how they say. Don't put your input on it. 
Um, don't put your opinion on it. Just take it as they give it to you and go forward. Awesome. So good. Awesome. Great. Well, I think this is uh, I think this is a great place to wrap it up. Uh, you had started talking a little earlier about your team and building your team. I think that we would love to hear more about that um, for anybody who's interested in your process, but also, you know, maybe someone here is watching this and be like, oh, I wonder I wonder what it's like to work at Eden. And um, <clears throat> so. Um, I guess, uh, do you have any last pieces of advice or thoughts that you'd like to share before we wrap it up? Um, I think for me, it's like just nurture your passion for the industry. If you have the passion for the industry and nurture that, you grow that as you study, you know, do your homework. And it's not complicated. It's not hard. It just just got to give it a little bit of time. And I haven't watched TV for a very long time because I've devoted my time learning about this industry. And, you know, later on, I can sit back and watch all the shows that I have missed. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. And uh, we'll look forward to talking to you next time. For having me. All right. Take care. And if you're listening on podcast, please follow us. If you're on YouTube or Instagram, please uh, get leave a comment below. We'd love to hear from you. All of uh, Eden's contact information will be below her salon uh, and the you can look more into her there. And until next time, have a good day. Talk to you later.